Bad bigs, bad bigs. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when you're north of 300 pounds and eat a lot of fudge? <laughs> and also wield a disproportionate amount of political power. <laughs> yeah. A lot of bad bigs. We're blessed. We are blessed. We are blessed to have been back on the pod. Oh my gosh. Just a couple weeks ago. Setting setting a record every week, this guy. Yeah, every time I'm on the pod now, it's a new record, essentially. Yeah. Until someone tries to catch up with me, which is good luck. You're besting your own record. Well, and also, you were the, the consultant that came up with this idea, Ben, of Bad Bigs. Yeah, so it was kind of like, I, I think I get it now. Before I leave this episode, I need to think of another episode idea so then I can be guaranteed a, a next spot. Yes, that's I love the it. Trend. That's yeah. the trend. That's the just Parasite's like, way. It's like the you're just working your way into our into our food supply here. And, and what a glorious episode to be on. Yeah, it's, it's a huge episode, brother. Well, part of the inspiration for me was that one of my favorite uh, couch case in the couch episodes of all time was the Bad Popes episode, and so I was just like, "You got to do another." It's a certified classic. and like, yeah. what if what if they were fat? Uh, which is funny. <laughs> what if they were what if it was fat popes? Yeah, dude. Because like, but I bet all, most of the popes we talked about were fat, probably. It's, instead of instead of bad popes, is just fat, fat popes. popes, and <laughs> it's like it's they're like totally fine and respectable people. They just happen to be fat. <laughs> well, I had a yeah. fat and bad pope. Remember mine? Uh, they did the portrait of him where he has an infant's proportions. Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Wait, before we before we get into the Bad Popes uh, episode, can I tell the joke that I was going to tell? Yeah. All right, tell check, joke, this out, check this out. You all heard of a white noise machine? Yeah. You know what I call this podcast? White boys machine. No. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something really racist. <laughs> white boys machine. And Danny has just left. And Danny's left the building. Yeah, he he had to leave after he, that one. He doesn't yeah. understand that there's no video still. He, he still always does a performance. Dan does operate like yeah. there is video. I just I looked going. into the future. I looked into the future, and I could just hear like rapturous applause at that one. So I had to let the audience uh, get their claps and laughs out, you know. So I did a little lap around my living room. Nice. Well, gentlemen, should we get started? Yeah, let's rock. So I I have to start if you guys don't mind. One of my favorite bigs of all time. Um, just the, the gracious Toronto mayor um, from our, our high school years, Rob Ford. High um, school years? When was he mayor? Um, 2000. Oh, wait. It'd be after, I guess. 2011 to 2014. That's, like, that's, my, that's my undergrad years. <laughs> I was still in high school because I'm, I'm a young man. Yeah. Um, he was prime time yeah, John so, Stewart, man. So, yeah. High school, college. <laughs> yeah. I do have to say when I asked Molly, or she asked uh, leading up to this episode, like, who were some of the bigs? And I was like, well, Rob Ford, you remember him, right? And she was like, why would I remember him? <laughs> and so I, I think this is a pretty niche, a niche yeah. big. But You're like I, Toronto mayor? What do you, how do I you not know that? <laughs> said, you remember the Toronto mayor, Rob Ford? And she says, why would I remember him? He's like, why the fuck the six? The He's from the mayor? six? Wait, no, no, no. He was the council person in Ward 2. Remember him? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so let's get into Rob Ford. So standing in at five feet, ten. Um, and weighing in at 331 pounds, Robert Ford. And one thing when I was researching... Oh, I have, I have to look at my guy's I'm looking at my guy's measurements right now. Dude, okay. so we have to do like boxing measurements. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes. Okay. Ding, ding. <laughs> um, 
The one thing that really pissed me off, and I texted all, all, all of you guys this morning, I'm fatter than Rob Ford. <laughs> <laughs> that really bothers me. I'm 5'11", 334. I got him by three pounds. Actually, he's dead, so he weighs a lot less. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't weigh well, shit now, that, do you, Robbie? That extra inch, does that count for anything? It counts for three pounds exactly. We're exactly the same size. <laughs> Great. By bro science. <laughs> so, Robert Ford was born in Ito Bacoque, Edo Bacoque. Ontario, they gotta learn to name shit in Canada. Yeah, they do. Um, in 1969, and of course, this dude's born in 1969. Nice. So he grew up exceptionally rich, as his father Douglas Bruce Ford was the founder and CEO of Deco Labels and Tags, a prominent Canadian label and tag firm. You guys ever heard of Deco's Labels and Tags? I'm sure there's so many labels that I've read. Dude, that came from them. They, they have, they still have like an average like revenue of like a hundred million, and it was like a s- relatively small business. And that's the shit that bothers up. me when someone just gets born into the label industry. Yeah, the label like, industry, yeah, big label, big label. Why don't we talk about big label enough? So, other than Rob's obsession with American football, he was a Buffalo Bills fan, which is the band. Sick. Yeah, he's Wait, a what? Midwest emo fan, <laughs> yeah. dude. He loves those twinkly guitars. <laughs> That didn't, that's not what this sounds like. No, um, that's it. His real, his real passion was <laughs> was local politics. So he was either going to be a mayor or a football player. So he tried to be. A, uh, so it was really funny. There's an anecdote about him. Um, he tried to like, you know, like become an athlete, but just like ate too fucking much in high school. And like Rob, lay off the wings, brother. And like he just like couldn't do it. That's like uh, Zion Williams or whatever his name. Zion Williamson yeah. and Rob Ford. I love that connection. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Ford entered politics in 2000, being elected as a city councilman to Toronto's second ward. He was a progressive conservative. So basically, that's uh, a Democrat here, but that kind of wants single payer. So very heavily capitalist, wants to privatize most things. Just think of like a typical American Democrat, but they're known as Tories up in Canada. So a center right party, um, before going independent for his mayoral race. But to be quite frank, I don't think he had much politics um, or political leanings um, when he actually uh, served in government. So as a councilman, uh, it was always known that Rob liked to quote drink and order always more than one entree. Went out to dinner. Hell yeah! Um, that's so fucking sick. Well, it was probably because like for lunch the next day. Is always for the next yeah, was meal prepping. Yeah, yeah, he was meal prepping. Meal for prepping. sure. Not eating both those entrees in one sitting. Absolutely Just, not. That's like a Chris Farley diet, though. I like that. <laughs> um, but things really took a turn when he was elected as Toronto's mayor in the great year of 2010. Um, he was marred by scandal uh, in the th- in the three years up until his most famous scandal. Consistently being caught drunk out in public and just like getting ripped and and going to you know, a Maple Leafs game or he would often go to Buffalo and like go to Bill's games <laughs> and get like real trucked up. You think his idea was like, let me leave Canada so people don't know. That I'm getting- no, yeah, no. Okay, Cause well, he would like revel know. in it. Yeah. Like he was pissed. He wasn't more famous in the U S. Um, <laughs> so, so he was like better up the ante, better do some wild shit. Ex- exactly. Hell yeah. So in, in 2013, a very famous video surfaced of an inebriated Rob Ford <laughs> taking multiple hits hits from a crap pipe, crack pipe, surrounded by multiple prostitutes. Um, this led to the city courts and council to take action. Wait, when was this? 2013. Okay. So early 2013 is when it surfaced. It's a video from. You're gonna hear approximately 2012. 
Um, so this led to the city courts and council to take action. They held public hearings in order to find a suitable punishment for Ford. Um, here's some of his best public quotes during the entire hearing process and further interviews. Okay. This is where Rob Ford fucking goes off. So he's like proto Trump where he just fucking talks off the cuff and you just want to give him a hug because you love him so much. So this is from May 24th, 20, 2013, just after the video came out. I do not use crack cocaine, nor am I an addict of crack cocaine. As for the video, I cannot comment on the video because I've never seen the video, nor does it exist. <laughs> okay, dude. Right after the video coming out, that's so fucking funny to say it actually doesn't exist. But also commenting on it as if it does exist, only to say it doesn't exist. Walking back the fact that there even is a video is so good. Um, Later on in the same interview um, with the same crack allegations... I think everyone's seen the allegations against me today. I wish I could come out and defend myself. Unfortunately, I can't because it's before the courts and that's all I can say right now. I have no reason to resign. I'm going to go back and return my phone calls. I'm going out. I'm doing what people elect me to do. I'm going to save the taxpayers money and run a great government. I run a fantastic city. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm the best mayor this city's ever had. (laughs) This is proto-Trump. This is, you are, yeah, right? this yeah. is so Trump. I love his, yeah. like, guys, I'm right? behind on my emails. Please leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. I need to return some calls. Yeah, literally. Okay, so, so, and save the taxpayers money. He's still getting his, like, political regime. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. we got to lower taxes. Um, So <laughs> so then, um, fast forward to November, <laughs> after months and months of hearing, um, and more uh, evidence has come out. Yes. I have smoked crack cocaine, (laughs) probably in one of my drunken stupors, probably approximately about a year ago. (laughs) So so that's Ford admitting to smoking crack cocaine and denying ever lying about it. Um, Okay, and then uh, this is the most famous interview. About a week after he said that, there was an allegation that um, a a woman that worked in his office... um, had against Rob Ford that he made a sexual advance against her. Um, it's almost certainly true. And he names her by name. I did, purposely didn't put her name because it felt kind of weird. But let's just call her like Rhonda. And they're like, Rhonda said you made, you know, sexual allegations against her. <laughs> and Rob Ford says, What? She said I would eat her pussy? <laughs> <laughs> I've never said that in my life to her. I would never do that. I'm happily married. I have more than enough to eat at home. Thank you. <laughs> and then he walks away. And as he's walking away, you can hear um, a news reporter go, but what about the drunk driving? What about the drunk driving? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. I love- can, we, can we just slow down? Is it like confirmed? Did you go back and see the fact that they actually didn't reference like fellatio or like any type of pussy eating at all and he just immediately said he's like oh dawn oh i know I, she said i wanted to eat her pussy like, that's what it was, like. it was so, i know exactly what you're talking about yeah, it was just like crazy like, oh, dude were you man. in the kitchen past midnight no i didn't eat all the chocolate chip cookies <laughs> fucking idiot like i love that well it's just so good because now you have like the you know the 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 sexual weird sexual stuff like very trump as well 
Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So he had another interview after he just said pussy on, like, the live air. Um, he goes, the revelations yesterday of cocaine, <laughs> escorts, prostitution has pushed me over the line, and I used unforgivable language, and I again apologize. These allegations are 100% lies. <laughs> and <laughs> moves forward. So literally, he had to go back on air to say, I'm sorry I said pussy to you guys. Um, but sorry for nothing else. Right? But sorry for nothing else. Um, and just about a week later, um, he was another hearing with uh, the, the city council, where he basically goes on saying that this is a witch hunt. So what? He was with some women. They were Rhonda. just friends. <laughs> so what? He smoked crack. People in Toronto smoke crack every day. <laughs> Dude, so he said this to the fucking city council. He goes, this reminds me of when I was watching with my brother when Saddam Hussein attacked Kuwait. And President Bush said, I warn you, I warn you, do not. Well, folks, if you think American-style politics is nasty, you guys have just attacked Kuwait. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this guy saying? Oh, man. You guys have just attacked Kuwait. Yeah. It's like, funny because Iraq steamrolled Kuwait in like a day. <laughs> true. So. That's just incredible. Where well, he's, well, basically what he's saying is like if you do these US type like witch hunts, um, then you're you're just as bad as like what Saddam did, which is like so funny. Smoking crack and fucking hookers being like, dude, <laughs> you guys are really shitty for talking to me about this. <laughs> <laughs> and then a calendar year later, uh, this is his first ever like true apology. And this shows growth, by the way, so he might not be a bad big. I offend a lot of people, and all I can say, uh, or all I can do is apologize and say sorry. I cannot change the past. True. Thank you, Rob. True. And I'm going to, and I'm going to, so the he, rest of my life. What happened with his, what did they decide to do? I'm going to, I still got more. Uh. Um, so after uh, the round of public hearings, losses and, is and my lesson. Kind of, you know, court proceedings. You mean the witch hunt? The witch hunt, yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. You know the Saddam Hussein treatment. Um, obviously, many other like incidents happened throughout his tenure, but what happened is at the end of uh, 2013, going into 2014, his last year um, in office, Rob Ford was stripped of all of his power, um, with all the control going to the deputy mayor. So he just got to sit the last year and not work and just get paid. Um, it's like I wonder, I wonder what he was doing with all his free time. Yeah. Yeah, but he's the dream of many bigs. But what's funny is like when he had all of his power taken away, he did file to run again at the end of 2014, <laughs> <laughs> saying, I'm I'm gonna regain full power. <laughs> what a fucking legend. So sadly, at the end of 2014, he was diagnosed with cancer and he pulled out of the mayoral race. Um, but he did file to run for his old second ward seat and won in the landslide what a fucking king he won in a landslide so he goes back but then he ended up passing away of cancer in 2016 after only two years being back in his uh original second ward oh. i thought he had a heart attack i, I didn't yeah, know yeah, I no it was cancer that's crazy. I thought his heart fucking yeah. exploded. He looks like his blood pressure is so high that if you even... You mentioned giving him a hug earlier. I imagined that and him just popping like a balloon immediately. Yeah. His <laughs> eyes popping out like one of those toys. Yeah, yeah It's just literally. crazy because like, like, Rob and I are relatively the same size. Look at what cocaine can really do to a man. <laughs> yeah, literally. You can rise to the top of Toronto politics, dude. <laughs> 
get me in there. But that is Rob Ford. Thanks, thanks for listening, everybody. I was super excited to talk about that. I guy. absolutely do not want to follow up on that because Howard Taft feels so. <laughs> Wait, how much cool. pussy did Howard Taft eat, dude? That's okay. Way I can I cool. can follow up, and then Taft can go if you want. Sounds good to me. Okay. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I don't know who this is, and I'm really excited. Oh well, my bad. Big is one that you're all familiar with. He's mostly known for his infamous run-in with the law, but his bad behavior actually stretches back way earlier than that, from his first conscious memory of choking on a mozzarella stick. Nick Olson has been terrorizing (laughs) his friends and family for his entire life. I literally said before this, that'd be really funny if you did me. You could do all the bangers. (laughs) No chance. Nick Olson, coming in at 5'11 and a half, 334 pounds. 5'11 and a half. Savage. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> okay, Scandal. I know it's those. funny. I'm gonna pass out. <laughs> I'm gonna. P- I'm gonna uh, okay, keep going. All right. So, as a teenager, he brazenly broke the law by stealing at least fifty dollars worth of merchandise from a Hot Topic. For what purpose, you ask? <laughs> Just the thrill of the crime, as he sold shirts that couldn't even fit him. <laughs> if, <laughs> if that's not bad, big I behavior. Know, I don't know what is. It's important to remember that during these greener years, Nick was a proud Republican, supporting the likes of John McCain, Mitt Romney, and Scott Walker. True. It's safe to say he was probably racist, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was from Oak Creek. I mean, there's enough. There's always a bad (laughs) You gotta be a little racist if you're gonna be saved. He was only saved from his ideological depravity by a more liberally-minded and ethnically ambiguous friend who pull, <laughs> pulled him from the trenches and All set right, him on the right you're path. welcome. It was me. <laughs> but even as I struggled to break through Nick's ignorance, when he... <laughs> even as I struggled to break through Nick's ignorance, he did the unthinkable and tried to excommunicate me from his friend group simply because I made fun of him too often. It's <laughs> true. It was around this time that the law finally caught up with Nick. <laughs> <laughs> he was arrested for recklessly plowing into several parked cars while trying to change the song during a three-block drive between parties. <laughs> what many people don't know I don't is... know if we can publish this, man. <laughs> we absolutely can publish this. This is the game. best wedding I've ever been to. This best man speech is fucking awesome. <laughs> what many people don't know is Nick tried to escape judgment by offering sober strangers large sums of money to say they had been driving his car. <laughs> He only stopped doing it because... Is there a statute of limitations on that? <laughs> yeah, we, like, should, we should actually check that one. He only stopped doing it because his helpful and supportive friend informed him that that was very, very illegal. Another thing many people don't know is that a mere week or two before his short stint in the clank, he had cracked the windshield of his soon-to-be totaled car by kicking it out from the passenger seat while trying to keep the beat with the Sayosin song. I mean, Wait, say it's it's Mayday Parade. But with, <laughs> Mayday Parade is so much worse. With a Mayday Parade, <laughs> Mayday Parade song. I will say I had a Mayday Parade shirt that I actually purchased from Hot Topic. I Did it fit you? It. <laughs> it, it was way too small for me. You could have well. gotten a free one yeah, from sure, there. Sure. Um, Seosin is better than Mayday Parade for the record. It is. I, I, okay, well, I was trying to make him look better. Um, to make <laughs> matters worse, the next morning when he realized what he had done, he lied and said street youths, potentially black, must have vandalized his windshield <laughs> in the night. <laughs> like the mafia what? when they kill he, somebody. 
He even filed a false police report when his mom insisted that the authorities get involved. Wait, that's real? It's 100% real. I went out and I was like, who did this? And the the cop was so dumb, could not tell it was kicked from the inside out. I was like, yeah, it must have been those hooligans. <laughs> yeah, he's oh so he's God. like exactly, dude. Holy shit, <laughs> is this actionable? This... <laughs> could, could we take kind of because like this is like within enough time where it's like I don't know. Oh my God, okay. uh, this sort of brazen rule breaking and deception are all too common and typical in Nick's life. <laughs> It has even been rumored that he called in a bomb threat to Greenfield High School and then framed a different Nick Olson, who would later take his own life, possibly due to the stress from the whole bomb threat incident. That I didn't do. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got And yet, we <laughs> This has been, okay, this whole thing's they? been fun. This has been <laughs> a really good joke, a really good... I did not Unreal. kill another Nick Olson. There can only be one. There can only be one. <laughs> I, said it, I said it was rumored. That's just what I've heard. Um, Alleged, allegedly, Nick allegedly, Nick beha- eats babies. I'm fucking <laughs> crazy, dude. Uh, Nick has been behaving badly for his entire life. He flips picnic tables with zero warning, threatening the safety of bystanders. He cannot open any door on the first attempt, endangering Jesus. the lives of others. If there was ever a fire or some other reason to flee, he abandoned kids of color, Cox, to work a soulless corporate job <laughs> simply. <laughs> Simply no because way. the school, <laughs> simply because the school didn't pay him a livable wage. Oh <laughs> Those <God>. bastards, <laughs> kids of color, cocks. <laughs> In early 2020, he attended the Shamrock Shuffle despite the looming threat of COVID, and then lied to me about it so I wouldn't get mad at him. <laughs> and being a Welshman. <laughs> He makes at least one 9-11 joke a day. The list goes well, on and on. Come on now. That's, <laughs> you're making him look cool what? now. But I think, it's, I think it's safe to say that Nick has exhibited enough bad behavior to be himself a bad big. And you know what? I think the most insulting thing about this is that he's trying to not be a big anymore. Dude, I'm working hard. So that's, uh, that's maybe the worst is he's betraying his own people. He's a mm. he's something of a race trader. The, the the real question is, sorry. Uh, the real question is, <laughs> Dude, when you said cock, I fucking <laughs> children of color cock. <laughs> uh, the real question is, is Nick a bad big because he's big, or is he bad? <laughs> you don't want to ask. You don't yeah, want to no, ask. No, no. Chicken and yeah, the like, yeah, yeah. If he's no longer a big, does he become? Does good? he become good? He's he's jokerified. No, no. Why should no? Because because uh, here's the thing: he's is been not big in the past. Most of those most of those crimes happened when I was Rip Nick, <laughs> a, a little slimmer. Yeah. So I think that like being big and putting like you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> a little bit more on my name uh, has helped me kind of settle down a little bit. You became jollier. Um, you put on your Santa pounds. Yeah. Um, Miguel, I can't believe you didn't reference me getting peed on. <laughs> I was going to, but I was like, this just but, makes you look sympathetic. But that's not, yeah, it's too sympathetic. It's like he angered a drunk man as a child so badly that he peed on him. Can mm. I just say that it's just an honor to be in and amongst names such as like Rob Ford? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the, the future bigs we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Honestly, I thought it would be easier to go after. Michael, yeah, but you're really there's no way. On, dude. Like I, I think that I need to feed like my note. I have a, I have physical. I don't know if you can hear this, but I have physical paper for notes, and I'm just looking at them, just like scared to even try to compete with <laughs> any of that. 
Danny, are you are you ready to go, or do you still? Yeah, no, I. Uh, I uh, yeah. When I texted at uh, like eight fifty nine, <laughs> and you said I'm on my way to Michael's, I was like, oh, sick! I can finish my research, and then I did. So I'm I'm rocking and rolling. Okay, I'm gonna go last only because I'm hoping that any of my research and I'm just hoping that this stays on the episode, my part of it. <laughs> it because be, it if will. I was editing this, I might just like cut out the the Howard Taft part. <laughs> Yeah. We are Anyways, roughly ahead, at Dan. like 12 minutes a person, so you know I think we'll be able to make this happen and hit the hour. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, he's tiny, he's toony, he's all a little loony. He's former British Prime Minister Winston Churchill. Uh, weighing in at 5'6", a very, very short king. He was 5'6"? He was oh my motherfucking 5'6". Uh, very small. Um, 187 well, pounds well, doesn't on, sound like much on. until you consider that he was 5'6". He's a little That's bit of a big boy. No, because we can have short bigs. Let's calm down around the a little sm- like like pretty small for <laughs> a man around 5'6". For, for, for the head of state, well, head of government. I think Miguel's 5'5". Five five. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, continue, Danny. So, five, six, three hundred pounds. What was five, he? Yeah, 187. Five, six, 793 pounds. <laughs> Winston from Overwatch Churchill was born in 1874 at the family home in Oxfordshire. After his grandfather, John Spencer Churchill, who pleased for the love of Jesus, you're his picture, I need you to pause this recording, listener, pause this recording, and look up his picture. John Spencer Churchill, right now, okay? Uh, he was appointed viceroy to Ireland, so already we got beef. And uh, he relocated the entire Churchill family there, uh, grandkids and all. This is where young Winston would develop his taste for colonial oppression and also probably alcohol. He attended an elite boarding school in England where there exists a non-zero chance he was buggered by a rickety schoolmaster named Nigel or some shit. He thereafter joined the British military and the cavalry, which again, probably buggered by a man named Nigel. He was dispatched to Cuba to assist uh, the Cuban-American joint effort to overthrow Spain, whereafter America famously swooped in and turned Cuba into a territory for casinos, tourism, and that sweet, sweet sugar cane. Churchill walked away from this experience with a deep admiration, not for the Cubans who had gained quote-unquote independence, but for the Americans who displayed an effectiveness in military operations and colonial exploits. As a military man, he did two tours in India, one of which was on a volunteer basis, and another stint on Sudan that he practically had to beg to get in. He had to use some family connections to get into this British and Egyptian exploitation of Sudan. So, uh, straight white male privilege much? Over time, Danny, I was just gonna say, hmm. like, so, sorry to like. No, I, I, I wrote this down so my pacing is a little less. Uh, it's it's, it's all good, than brother. You guys, so if you want to interject, go but, for it. So I'm seeing some through lines with these bigs. <laughs> okay, what's what's going on? They're the all big gross alcoholics. They're all, <laughs> 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 like, yeah, like all, all three of these guys. Um, but you you got to give it to the second guy who Miguel researched. <laughs> He did not come from like family wealth or connections. Oh, no, that's yeah. true. He he's self-made. He's yeah. a nobody. Yeah, you know he'll sell out Cox to work a corporate <laughs> job, but you know who wouldn't? Who, yeah. yeah. Wait, Danny. Yeah. Where you said Churchill he went, almost certainly would. Sorry. What? Where else did he? Where else did he go? You say India, India, and Sudan. There was so a. Uh, that's a. 
this is uh, this is like his eat pray love was going to Cuba, yeah. India, and Sudan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh my god! <laughs> to learn to learn how to do colonialism. Yeah, <laughs> he fell in love, uh, like in eat pray love, and he kind of got his groove back. But it wasn't with like a Sudanese woman. It was with another man named Nigel who was much older and probably buggered him. <laughs> uh, a lot of buggery going on at this time in England. Nigel shouldn't be a real name. No, definitely not. Keep, Neither should keep, keep Winston, going, being then. honest. All right, so yeah, yeah true. Uh, over time, he became a lay epic Reddit atheist, at one point quippingly comparing religion to a, quote, most delicious narcotic, unquote. Well, he was the first person Marx, to ever Marx make such an observation. Mm-hmm. No one ever said anything <laughs> like that before. I can't believe it. Wow. <laughs> He first ran for office in 1899 and became a conservative MP, restless to see the blood of the oppressed. He became a wartime reporter in the Second Boer War in South Africa, where he was captured and imprisoned until he escaped, which is kind of cool. But, you know, Boer War. How did how did he escape? Um, Tuck and roll. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, dude, Biggs can roll, dude. Yeah, Yeah, dude. He was on an Orbeus, guys. (laughs) He started going and they just couldn't get him. Yeah. So, you know, let's let's fast forward. You're, you're kind of beginning to see a theme. This guy is a guy who fucking loves the British Empire and wants to greatly involve mm-hmm. himself directly in its expansion. Kicking ass, cracking schools. Yeah. And he just it, likes to travel. Yeah, honestly, he, he's open to new experiences um, and finding out, you know, he wants to encounter new races to file them into his racial hierarchy. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he wants to. He's he's England's boy. He wants to, you know, enrich the British Empire at the expense of the blood of the oppressed classes and ethnic groups around the world, etc. As an MP, he was a registered conservative, but often voted with the Liberals against the then conservative government. Also, he was probably still buggered. I think it was a hazing thing at the time. Still, over the years, he rises through the ranks not only through the government's various colonial apparatuses, colonial boards and uh, bureaucracies and whatnot, but also the military. You know how the rest of the story goes, you know, then Neville Chamberlain becomes the PM, he appeases Hitler, Churchill takes the reins, World War II, Roosevelt-Stalin, Tehran Conference, uh, British Air Force, the picture of him holding up the number two for some reason. Did anyone ever figure out what that was about? I never figured That stood it. for India and Sudan. Oh, yeah. His two. Okay. Yeah. One and two. Yeah, that, oh, God. That makes so much sense. And then there was a movie starring Gary Oldman. We all know how this goes. Um, undoubtedly, his the fat mat- suit. <laughs> I think the fat suit was a little exaggerated now that I know he was yeah. only 187 pounds. That's I thought you were talking about the movie Tiptoes, where <laughs> Gary Oldman plays a dwarf <laughs> and Matthew McConaughey's his hot brother. That's, that's not it's, a real movie. It's a, a real movie. movie. Oh, he walks God. on his knees the He whole walks movie. on his and apparently Gary Oldman like almost quit acting because he <laughs> <so> much. <laughs> I know what I'm watching this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Darkest Hour where he plays Winston Churchill, but dressed as he did in the 1992 Dracula movie, and it's it's never explained why he dresses like that still. All right. He won I'm, an Oscar for it. He did, yeah. Fucking because dads run the fucking <laughs> academy. Uh, undoubtedly, his military expertise, personal leadership, and staunch anti-Hitler views that even go back to the early days of his political career contributed to the big H-dog himself getting corn-cobbed epically. You can't really take that away from Churchill. He did, you know, lead the British military, you know, military guy. Um he was an allied power. You can't take that from him. But did you know that he was also racist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Wait, I don't like this through line now, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't you regret it? Wait, was Rob Ford racist? 
probably. What color were the color. prostitutes? The nice. prostitutes were oh. of color. Prostitutes of color, POC. Dude, no. <laughs> you, you, Rob Ford, Winston Churchill. <laughs> you, Rob Ford, Winston Churchill, and uh, Howard Taft are all going to hop in that. Uh, you guys are taking a bath together in Howard Taft's gigantic fucking bathtub. Dude. Get me in there with these four. I swear <laughs> that was great for these three in there. All right, let's 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 fucking cancel Winston Churchill. Here we go. While not anti-Semitic <laughs> enough to support the World War One era proposals from his own party to prevent Jewish migrants from entering England, a real fucking thing that happened, uh, and famously had some concerns with that Hitler fellow. Again, even when he was you know a lower-ranking member of Parliament. Winston, as prime minister, would increase the suffering of other oppressed ethnic groups in foreign countries whose homelands had fallen under the sunsetless reach of the British Empire. Folks, get your epic clapbacks ready. Tell that racism dog who woofed under all of Donald Trump's tweets in 2017. <laughs> We're digging back through the old tweets of Winston, quote, the Overwatch ape, unquote, Churchill. That was his nickname. I don't know how he got it. <laughs> While historians disagree whether Churchill's racism is outright white supremacy or an old-fashioned paternalism, kind of the same thing, to be honest, the fact that he believed races could be hierarchically organized does not win him any points in my book, no sir. His racism stemmed from the Kipling white man's burden idea, but, you know, the only white man's burden I see nowadays is the freaking IPA brewery lines, am I right, ladies? Let's break it down by country or area. First, India, he supported dominion status, which is like a colony, right? It is a colony, and it's like in Puerto Rico in America right now. He supported dominion status because he was oh, super, super hopeful that one day India would get to home rule and get independence if they promised not to be mean, not to be too mean to the poor untouchables. Oh, the untouchables. No. But then Gandhi... <laughs> <laughs> But then Gandhi, right, a guy who advocated for Indian independence because England was treating fucking everybody shitty, he called Gandhi a seditious Middle Temple lawyer now post- uh, So, dear listener, we had uh, some technical difficulties again, but fear not. We Oh, I forgot that's there. We were- What are you trying to do to me? You sit on that, sit on that okay. chair, Ben. Is this going to work? Yeah, it's, that'll reach. It'll reach? Oh, yeah. I want um, we're Apparently, we're still having some technical difficulties. <laughs> I'm just walking across but, the damn room here. Um, <laughs> Ben's got some stage presence yeah, on the pod. Yeah, he's mo- he's gone mobile. Um, we we lost we lost Dan uh, while he was well, he's ex- still alive. While he was explaining the fakir, he was killed by an Indian nationalist. <laughs> <laughs> um, I gotta stop taking drinks at certain points here. Just fucking spit everywhere. Um, but dude, Fakira <laughs> fucking killed him. I just Fakira. imagine like Fakira is like an Indian Rikishi. Fak- yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, just like Wait, fucking killed no, Dan. Fakira, yeah, Fakira is an Indian nationalist that did not like what he was saying about the Mahatma and and assassinated Daniel. Um, but happens. fear not, he'll be back next episode. And uh, unfortunately, you get me here. Yeah, so um, now we get now we get Benz. Okay, so. William Howard Taft. He was the 27th president of the United States of America. Do you have a height and weight for our boy? Uh, Of course, of course. Uh, Born in 1852 or 7, depending on my handwriting here. Um, He weighs in at at his... Okay. Wait, what's his height? 5'11 and a half. No way. Sometimes considered six foot so i don't know okay and i have seen so many different uh weight 
counts for Just give him. us the biggest. That happens with pigs. <laughs> the the largest was at one point three hundred and forty pounds. Wow, almost this. No, no, literally, literally like... last week I was bigger than him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, last... Okay, so just to be clear, out of the four people, I'm the fattest. <laughs> no, no, I'm like three forty guys. Above. No. Can we say congrats to me? <laughs> <laughs> congrats, you're the biggest bitch. I outfatted an imperialist. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Toronto's best mayor and you're, a president of the yeah. United States. You're the you're the king well, of the big president. And then this is this is the fun fact about Taft. So I was telling the guys before we started recording that. You know, this was hard because this is bad bigs. And you start reading enough about Taft, and it's almost, you start wondering, is he a baddie? Is he one of the baddies? Well, he's I don't not, know. not seen as a baddie. That's a hot woman. <laughs> I, I feel like there's a meme that's like, are yeah, we the from baddies? Peep Show. Are yeah, we the yeah. baddies? Oh, are we the baddies? Yeah. Yeah. In the Nazi uniform? But, yeah. but Ben, I'm glad <laughs> you brought this up. when I use that in the classroom, the kids are like, nah, baddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, I'm glad you spice. brought this up, though, because bigs are just villainized. True. As disgusting. Sweaty myths that would make using, fun of their using welfare money to buy fudge rounds. To buy fudge, they yeah. would make fun of their backup dancers. They put <laughs> bananas in their asses and fuck them with it. Like the way the bigs have been just destroyed. You know, Recently, I'm glad we're bringing yeah. it back. To, yeah, they're not always bad. There's Thanks, some good man. ones. This, this might I'm, be a good I'm, happy, I'm happy to be the person to sort of like yeah. shed the light on the plight and the oppression that Biggs face. Um, you all are probably wondering, and I think a theme has been like, how do people get to be this big? Um, turns out 12. <laughs> well, I could tell. Yeah, you. I think we have a source on that. <laughs> uh, well, it turns out uh, Taft was known for eating um, a dozen eggs and a pound of bacon every morning for Jesus breakfast. Christ. And he was only 340 pounds. <laughs> That's why I feel Nick, like what are you doing? <laughs> Well, what I ate before is really different than what I eat now. <laughs> I used to have a McDonald's breakfast every day. That's good. That's fucking... I used to do How that many too. McMuffins? Because 12 eggs and a pound of bacon would be a lot of McMuffins. Would you just have one? Just one meal. A hash brown, um, egg that's, McMuffin. That's Some, but I, I was a bagel guy for a while. Like, but that's... It's like 600 calories, dude. I eat a bagel every day. That's But that's nothing. That's Compared to fucking a dozen eggs and a pound of bacon. That's impressive. He had skinny jeans, okay, probably. First off... He's president. Okay, if they didn't know the FDR is in a wheelchair, he was over three forty. If because like they're just like Jesus Howard, you're at, <laughs> oh, yeah. you're at three eighty. Let's say you're three forty. That's, that's true. The media had no idea how big this the, guy was. Oh yeah, I think the yeah. stats are off. Yeah, and I've seen so many different weights, and who knows what type of scales they were using then? I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm not trusting it. Different scales. Big the guy. metric system. Big guy. Another thing I loved inflation. about my research and with uh, <laughs> <laughs> inflation. Uh, another thing I loved was there's just countless jokes that like one thing that i learned about taft is that he was really likable he leaned into his big's gotta be likable gotta be self-deprecating he was very self-deprecating and just got along with a lot of people so i'm convinced if he was born in a different place a different time you know he wouldn't be a bad big he would be one of the best maybe a glorious big perhaps (laughs) who knows a glorious big but so because he was so you know self-deprecating there was a lot of jokes about him and i'll just kind of sprinkling some jokes here and there uh there was one uh remark maybe in a newspaper or something that said taft is one of the most polite men in washington there's a story of him uh giving giving up his seat on the train car for three other women (laughs) 
That's good. Yeah, okay, That's good, good. good. And it's all they're all like early 1900s style <laughs> yeah. comedy, yeah. you know. Um, anyways, so he was the 27th president, and the reason why many people don't know much about Taft is because he was sandwiched between uh, Teddy Roosevelt and Woodrow Wilson. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt and Woodrow Wilson are pretty uh, well-known presidents. Uh, Wilson, because of his role in World War One, Roosevelt, um, because of his like personality, but yeah. also his you know big, his big stick. Yeah, um, speak softly, carry a big stick type of thing. They right? were behemoths, no pun intended. Yes, exactly. And so day. Taft is caught in between. But one fun fact I'd love to share about Taft is he's the only U.S. president ever to also serve after his presidency as um, Supreme Court uh, Justice, Supreme Court Justice yeah. on the Supreme Court. And he's the only president to serve as president and secretary of war or uh, secretary of defense, as it's called now. Right. And so that's like, it. That is that that is pretty it's impressive. An impressive bit while eating fucking 12 eggs and bacon the fact that morning? he survived long enough to serve Exa- on the Supreme yeah, Court. No, it is really is impressive. impressive. On its own. And I would say his his most of his impact has to do with his uh, just impact on the judiciary itself rather than the, the presidency, because he did only serve one term there were only there were only eight seats on the supreme court during his tenure because he took up two of them (laughs) (laughs) he could have really stacked the court if you know what i'm talking about that was so good holy shit you could be writing jokes for the 1900s dude that's the thing is like miguel wants to say more shit about me but he just doesn't because he's like a relatively okay person (laughs) fat jokes are so easy It's like all they're right. all around us. All right, here's another one. After Taft lost the election of 1912, a Yale University, uh, or sorry, Yale University sent a man to the White House to suggest that Taft uh, accept a chair of law at the university. Taft replied that a chair would be uh, would not be adequate, but that if the university would provide a sofa of law, <laughs> it might be all right. There we go. <laughs> Love that. What a fucking clown. Okay, so is he really a bad big? I mean, the jury's still out. Um uh, I would say his his baddie streak really started uh, when his wife, who was seemingly the the one who like really pushed him to become more famous and more relevant, uh, if it was up to Taft, he probably would have spent most of his time in the judiciary and sort of lower mm-hmm. courts because his first true passion was the law. He loved uh, the legalese of it and all that. And but his wife was like, "You need to be better than like a a federal judge in like a district." That wasn't court. Enough. Was she from like a really wealthy family or something? Well, I'm not exactly sure. Do, was, do you have any stats on her? How big was well, she? Well, to stick with the the <laughs> you know the requirements of misogyny and sexism, I didn't care about the women in Taft's life very much here. I knew what podcast I was getting on here. Do you have uh, to mention that every time? Yeah. <laughs> um, we love women. Dude, I I just like the that Taft is like. Oh fuck! It's really hard to be this fat and have a wife. I gotta do whatever she says. Man. <laughs> yeah. And he just like had to keep succeeding so that he could have a wife. That's crazy. Well, yeah. behind I, every huge man is, is most a, likely not a woman. Is this woman. <laughs> well, <laughs> well um, from what I could tell, uh, he himself comes from a super privileged background. Like okay. his um, father and his o- older siblings were all super successful. Part part of like the power fam- a power family in Cincinnati, Ohio, and and in Ohio politics, which is actually how he got introduced to like kind of higher level politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, William McKinley, who was president um, before Taft, uh, was also from Ohio yeah. and had appointed him uh, sort of uh, as part of his you know put him in the executive branch essentially. So uh, Taft went from like this kind of lower ish judge to being. Um, introduced to an area where like if it was up to him wouldn't have done it but his wife insisted and that's the first governor of the philippines 
If you know Ooh, anything yikes. about, uh, okay, yeah, you know what I know. There's a lot of bigs in the Philippines. <laughs> a lot of big Americans. Yeah, a lot of big yeah. Americans in the yeah. Philippines. Well, I've never been myself, but I had to do a little research. You're, well, to, you're a little uh, small, so. True, true. Yeah, yeah. good point, good point. Um, uh, and you're happily married. <laughs> Is there, are there other things going on in the Philippines that... Wait, well, I'm just saying, like, when you get, like, the expat Americans that oh, go over and just, they're like, like, have like families. Unmarried. And, like, yeah, and it's, like, really... Okay, okay. What, what do you call that, like... It's not sex tourism, but just like yeah, the, it's kind of, yeah. just like the, the like the buy a bride it's kind of thing. Love tourism, mm-hmm. love tourism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sex work is real work. Okay, um, and so <laughs> and so, um, his wife insisted, "Look, stop being just a lowly federal district judge. Yeah, you're uh, nothing. Think more of yourself and take this governorship in the Philippines." Well, if you know anything about Filipino history, which I knew zero of, um, long story short. Uh, Spain colonized the Philippines. Uh, Spain was a like a de- declining global power, and the United States uh, under Teddy Roosevelt was like, "Hey, let's take Cuba, let's take Puerto Rico, let's take Guam, and why not just also take the Philippines while we're at it?" Uh, and so there was this war against Spain to take some of these former colonies of Spain, and the Philippines was just kind of roped in there. And after the United States, we freed them. Yeah, they, they liberated the the Filipinos. It was actually really interesting that the Spanish uh, were losing the war of independence against the Filipinos, and the Americans come in and they're like, "Hey, we can kind of be on the side of the Filipinos here and easily like help them out and and fight against Spain." And Spain was like, "Look, you're gonna kick our ass. The Filipinos are already kicking our ass. We just can't lose to them. Yeah. How embarrassing would that be?" Mm-hmm. And so they were like, they, "They this is." insane that they literally manufactured a theatrical battle between the United States. <laughs> Are you and, shitting me? I'm not even kidding. That's between, badass. Between this, uh, Spain and the United States. It wasn't even a real battle. Like It was just for theater yeah. purposes um, where this uh, Spain would lose intentionally to the United States and um, in, and Spain would rather that happen and say that they lost to the U.S. versus losing to the, the Filipinos. And in exchange, the United States were like, oh, we're not actually going to grant the Filipinos any independence. We're just going to. Yeah. Well, we're like, we have to protect you just in case Spain comes back. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> like kind was, of mob rule, like in that way. Like, yeah, exactly. Some yeah. imperial and um, imperial bullshit. Um, but. Long story short, while Taft was the governor of the Philippines, he did some pretty sketchy stuff. Uh, for instance, um, in order to push back some of the Filipinos who were like, wait a second, we just won this war against Spain and you came in in the last minute and took credit for it. And now you aren't giving us our independence and you're still colonizing us. Uh, we're going to continue to fight, obviously, against the United States presence. Um, well, obviously, the United States wasn't having any of that. And um, they enforced rule over the Philippines in a barbaric way. Taft himself approved of the use of concentration camps against uh, Filipinos. And um, Wait, you don't know if he's bad? <laughs> no, he, he's bad. I just want to like. Yeah, no, no, he's bad. Wanna, he's bad. This I just want to go bad. back to the. Uh, well, well, here's the thing. He didn't, he didn't want to be in the Philippines to begin with. Uh, yes, absolutely a bad person because once he was there, he did stuff like that. For sure. For sure, for sure. To be he- fair, Hitler did give concentration camps a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not going to endorse that. Uh, he also said that Filipinos were, quote, quiet, quiet, lazy people. 
but also polite. So he complimented them. Yeah, yeah. So what there's a nice that. Guy. Yeah. Um, I don't know what really, really what this means. He also said Filipinos were ordinarily inoffensive. <laughs> I don't know if that's it's a compliment. It's because everyone's not. talking like about. Wait, did they? Actually, did he actually say that? He said, "quote ordinarily inoffensive." It's because they're not calling him fat every few <laughs> <Yeah>. seconds. <laughs> Um, like, you're like, I, don't, I almost did an accent. <laughs> no, <you got> a <laughs> Filipino accent. I dare you. I dare you to try one. I don't even know what Filipinos sound like. So, Nick, what, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my long God. story short, uh, Taft, the one thing that's interesting about Taft is that for most uh, people in his position who get appointed this like political position as this governor of this like new territory, quote unquote, um, Taft actually stayed connected with the Philippines for most of his life. Um, and even after he was governor, had spent time there and so on and so forth. Anyways, he endorsed what he called benevolent imperialism. Fun oxymoron there. Yeah, that doesn't track. Um, and... The other interesting thing I found is that he was actually um, Theodore Roosevelt was more supportive of Filipino independence than Taft himself was, which is shocking to be on the wrong side of imperialism compared to Teddy Roosevelt. Um, all right, so the Philippines makes him a baddie for sure, mm-hmm. and not in the sexual attractive sense, uh, but just in as like a bad person. In the fat bad. Oh, was he? Was he? By the way, do you know? Was he always big or like did always he, had, big. did he have a skinny phase? In the always big because okay. turns out, uh, grown into or born into extreme privilege and wealth in Cincinnati and Ohio politics, his parents um, placed extreme pressure and most like psychological historians, I guess you'd call them, uh, suggest that the reason why Taft ate so much and was so large was because of this. Um, this like insane, unrealistic pressure his family placed on him to succeed. From a very young age, they were like, you're going to be great. You're going to be the best. You're going to be the leader of the family. And he like always had a fear of not living up to that. And so he ate away his fear or his like concerns to like live up Concerns around living up to the expectations of his family. Same. Well, same I was, thing. I was going to say, it actually, it's interesting. It works both ways. Um, where your family just doesn't believe in you at all. <laughs> if the card, if I didn't hit the second card, they would have believed in me. All right. So, so I think it's, it's the windshield that really stuck me. I don't know how I'm doing on timing here, but I'm going to try to wrap it up here. Oh, quick. no. You got plenty of time. We, we have Keep so going. much time. Oh, okay. Good. So, so after he was the uh, governor of the Philippines and endorsed concentration camps and called Filipinos lazy, so on and so forth, um, he eventually. Uh, Wins the presidency under the endorsement of Teddy Roosevelt, um, only to have a huge falling out with Teddy Roosevelt. So they, they were like best bros for a while. Oh, and then um, Taft got criticized for being too anti-monopoly and antitrust, just like Teddy Roosevelt was. But Roosevelt was like, yeah, you can't be anti the people that are making me money. Um, mm-hmm. And so Roosevelt pushed back on Taft. And then Taft flew far right. And he was like, oh, I'm going to be a bit more conservative and less progressive, blah, blah, blah. Long story short. It leads to the debacle of the Bull Moose Party and Woodrow Wilson's presidency, yeah. which only happened because Taft and um, uh, Teddy Roosevelt split, yeah. essentially split the Republican vote early 1900s, so on and so forth. But that's, I mean, who cares? Taft served for uh, one term. He was the governor of the Philippines before that. But that's not even the highlight of his life. I would say he probably had the most impact as later on a jurist and a Supreme Court justice. However... 
he made some pretty bad Supreme Court decisions. Uh oh. Some bad uh, rulings. Within, uh, under the Taft, um, it was Chief Justice, actually. So under his court, there's a few notable Supreme Court cases that we should probably just just name here. <laughs> um, for instance, in Buck versus Bell, he ruled in favor of forced sterilization and eugenics. There was different Ooh. movements supporting eugenics. Yeah. And the forced- okay. He really did some pre- But for who? Concentration camps. <laughs> who are we, st- yeah, who are we sterilizing I here? That I, I just want to say, loud. on record, Ben said he might not be a bad guy. <laughs> 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 call us sexist Fair. however many times you want. And I should stop now because everything I say from here on out is just going <laughs> to dig me a little bit deeper here. He also ruled... Wait, so... Okay, these are all things that he ruled, that he voted in favor of, not just things that yes. happened under his court. So things that went to the Supreme Court, and he okay. cited, uh, I would say that like he took the, the wrong the side. The wrong, yeah. Right. And so in uh, Buck versus Bell, he ruled in favor of states, um, like eugenics policies, essentially, yeah. and forced sterilization. Um, he also, in Loom versus Rice, there was uh, some... Um, Chinese citizens, American Chinese citizens. You're kidding me. It's called Who, Loom versus Rice, and it's yeah, Chinese I know, I know. People, are you fucking kidding? But essentially, there was Chinese immigrants <laughs> who weren't allowed to go to school in certain states. Okay, surprise, surprise. And pick. the states okay. were like, essentially, they like we don't have to let these Chinese people go to school or any minority race. Frankly, we can choose who gets to go to school. Yeah, and Taft uh, agreed. He was like, yeah, cool. Like s- segregation in school and like. It, it, the schools don't have to allow in Chinese people. Yeah, and then um, I was hoping Danny would be on this one because uh, this is like right up his alley. But in, in Balzac versus Puerto Rico, uh, which is one of the insular cases, Taft also ruled that essentially Puerto Rico could continue to be a um, like a colony. Yeah, yep. and that was legit, yep. and that Puerto Ricans didn't have full citizenship, which is pretty fucked up, obviously. Um, and I should have did this in a different order because this last one doesn't seem as bad compared to forced sterilization <laughs> and well, racial segregation. But he one. he also ruled against minimum wage laws and like it wasn't supportive of the working class. But like compared to forced sterilization, that's not too bad. Uh, so you know, benevolent imperialism. Howard Taft. He's no Nicholson. He's no Rob Ford. But um, <laughs> he is indeed a bad big. Yeah, I think that's a. Pretty- Can we? Like wrap this up. There's some clear. Wait, so wait, wait, we first we have to go on. Let's go on. There's some like, and I said it before. There's an awful lot of fucking coincidences with these four men. Did he drink? Yeah. This is the only thing that also puts him on the side of good big. Hey, <laughs> he, well, it's not bad to true, drink. True, true. It's not but good. Many people have remarked <laughs> on his temperance. He rarely, if ever, drank or smoked tobacco. The only vice he had was like Trump. Were the oh. eggs and the, <laughs> the bacon? The eggs and the bacon. So and, uh, being a jurist, how did he die? Um. Oh, I. Speaking of death, um, his legacy. One of the things, if you ask any random person on the street if they know anything about, traffic, I was going to ask. You have to tell us about the, the bathtub, bathtub, right? Yep. Well, let's just clear that up. He was never. There's no evidence that he was ever actually stuck in a bathtub. Was it another joke that a newspaper published? I'll, no. Okay. Although to be fair, I've been stuck in a bathtub before, and I'm not a big stuck. Was it? Were you bathing in oil? Like what? I don't understand. Did you glue yourself so, to the tub? <laughs> for the listeners who aren't aware, I had uh, severe back issues a few years back. Oh, 
and I had a herniated disc. Anyways, I couldn't fucking move. And somebody told me, hey, take a bath with some Epsom salts. It'll help. Right? That turns out. Always helps herniated discs. Turns out water. I took the bath and I couldn't get out of the bath. And I thought, okay, how do I get out of here? I couldn't reach my phone. Let me drain the tub. Turns out being naked in an empty tub is even harder to get out of <laughs> than a tub with water. And so fast forward to me just screaming, uh, Molly, help, help. <laughs> For a good 30 minutes, I was just stuck in the bathtub naked and couldn't get out. And so that's a pretty, that's a pretty, you know what? And and while you were in there, you're like, you know what? We should bring back concentration. <laughs> <laughs> like it really changes you. When yeah. You're, you're stuck like, in a fuck, tap yes. at a point. So it turns out the big people are all conservatives. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fair. They're all good. They're all <laughs> imperialists and racists, apparently from what was the, said in the testimony given today. The track record is pretty consistent there yeah oh which i disagree with i think 75 percent of them are are horrible i need you to rank the races right now (laughs) where do do filipino people fall are they (laughs) black number one it's black chinese indian korean (laughs) Korean. (laughs) (laughs) and uh I think that kind of nails what the, what the bigs are like. These were all conservative at one point. Conservative racists. That most of them drank a lot of drugs. Uh, yeah, indulged in excess. I didn't realize I had so much in common with these men. Yeah, I mean, you are a an important big. You're you're kind of the archetype. (laughs) And I didn't get to finish my the the bathroom situation. Oh, the rumor likely. Sorry, just to wrap this up in case listeners are like, "Wait, what the hell? Where did this bathroom come from?" The rumors probably came from the fact that he did need to have a custom made bathtub put into the White House that weighed two thousand pounds and that did indeed fit for uh, average. Size. You wanted okay. to say normal, didn't you? <laughs> you wanted to say normal. average size people in it, but he was never actually stuck in that. I mean, you couldn't get stuck in there. They made it per, like big for him, um, and so yeah, that's probably where the rumor He's started. Definitely bigger than three hundred and forty pounds. There's right. no way I could get in and out of a tub, no problem. Yes, but he was also older no problem. Too. Oh, dude, throw me. You should take a picture of me in your. Tub. <laughs> Use that We're gonna test episode. it out live right now. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah. No. I think he's got to be bigger than three forty. If he needed a tub big enough for four men, it's yeah. a big tub. The tub but then was again, like everything was. Pounds. But a hundred years ago, everything was way smaller. That's true. So, like a normal sized tub here might have been like, and a normal sized man. They were tiny. They were teeny. Yeah, so, like, because I sat at Fenway Park like sixty pounds ago. I was sixty pounds lighter. Could barely fit in those seats. Yeah. No. So, like, there's no, you, there's no shot you can fit there. Insane. Those seats are way too small. So made for they was they were and they're all made for men. So narrow hips, you know. Yeah, little hips. A lot of a lot of women can't even fit in those seats. Those childbearing hips. <laughs> uh, one last joke from yeah, about, please, okay. please to end the pod. So while Taft was in the Philippines, disturbing reports about his health caused the Secretary of War, uh, a guy named Root, to send a cabled inquiry. Taft cabled back that he was perfectly all right. He had just finished a 25-mile horseback ride and was feeling (laughs) fine. Root read that, 
smiled and sent off another cable of solicitude. How is the horse? (laughs) (laughs) And with that, Ben, thank you so much for being on. We love you so much. You're the greatest guest of all time. Um, Thank you. And I just want to say... I'm really glad how much you guys appreciate the pigs. We, we, uh, we, we really need you guys propping us up. We love the pigs. I mean, I and was helping us out of bathtubs willing to left forget, right. you know, the concentration camps and the... Uh... <laughs> Just because he was big. Yeah. You got to give him some leniency. So, I okay, mean, so you Puerto are... Ricans are American. <laughs> it's not my they, fault. They know not who they forced to concentrate. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the next ep, Ben? Oh, you're supposed to have an idea by now for yeah, yeah. Episode. So I can be Ranking invited back. Camp types, <laughs> get the camps. Well, yeah. summer's number one. <laughs> yeah, summer camp. I'm more of an internment kind of guy. I, I like day camps too. Um, I think uh, you know we specialize in a little bit of historical research, and we should just like keep the trend going. Love it. We can maybe localize it a little bit. Local and, bigs and. You know, <laughs> We could just we could get away from Milwaukee. the bigs for a little we bit. Just like <laughs> fat Milwaukee, we just start fighting. I feel like I mean we already talked about well, it. Michael but... does Nick again, <laughs> <laughs> but in a good light this time. I feel like uh, good bigs. I feel like wasn't Victor Berger kind of a bigger guy? Yeah, Victor Berger was a big. You know for what sure. I didn't realize? Maybe I maybe we even talked about it. Wait, but Victor I did not. Berger? You mean Victor Bigger? Victor. Oh, <laughs> dude. Um, <laughs> Victor Bigger. Um, he was killed by the fucking streetcar. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, he Wait, got run what? over by the streetcar. I had no idea. The hop yeah. was around then? Yeah. yeah. The proto-hop. The proto-hop. It fucking ran over him and he died. <laughs> Is that all this animosity against the hop? It has to do with that? That's one of the reasons they took it out. Oh, shit. They removed he... the streetcar because it fucking killed one of the most important socialists America ever had. <laughs> Holy shit. We got to yeah. flip the capitalists. Hop. We're so excited. Yeah. I kind of I kind of understand it now. Yeah. Because yeah, Victor Berger rocked. Yeah. So, like, that sucks. Yeah, you got plowed by the streetcar. I, I was just going to say. Just we a could, big stuck in the tracks. We could do, um, we could bring it home and do something How's the streetcar? Like, no, okay. Like on. Wisconsin governors or some shit. Or, I don't We've know. We've done bad governors before. We've we done bad do, mayors. We did do bad governors. Some local Tommy Thompson. Remember Tommy? Oh, I remember Tommy. Ooh, ooh. Secretary of uh, Health uh, and Human my Services. My favorite Tommy Thompson Bush. quote. Come to Wisconsin where uh, Eagles soar, Harleys roar, and the Packers score. That's so good. He said that to a crowd of like 400 people, and you could hear a fucking pin drop. No one <laughs> clapped. It was the most uncomfortable thing ever. Yeah. He was also a bit senile at waiting. that point. Didn't know where he was. He did the Jeb please, Bush thing. Please, please clap. clap. Please clap. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, bad bushes. There's at least three of them. <laughs> bad, yeah, bad bushes, bad tragedy. I call Jeb bad mm. tragedy. <laughs> oh, unreal. like there's some good ones. We've done, yeah. you've, done, you've done bad presidents, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. wait, no, we just did like unknown presidents, right? Yeah, we did unknown presidents. So, like, I did James K. Polk. Oh, and... yes, yes, yes. Yeah, like the worst. It was like the worst president type of thing. Yeah. Well, um, let's let's put it out to our thousands of listeners. <laughs> we're just gonna get too, you're just gonna get too many responses though you won't be yeah, able to sit it's through true them we'll be inundated yeah. but i don't know i work a corporate job all the time to go through them mm, okay okay yeah you don't have to deal with cocks anymore <laughs> <laughs> with that bye everyone all right bye bye